2: This is the Road Wire
1: Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey, everybody! It's John Halpin. Welcome to the Monday, September twenty fourth edition of the Road Wire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by FanBall. I'm here, as usual on Mondays, with Tim Heaney, and we are going to review all of the Week Three Sunday fantasy action. Should we? Should we just? Uh, should we? Mm. Can we shed a tear for Jimmy Garoppolo, Tim?
2: Yeah, it's a shame. Um, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of his fantasy value and his fantasy price hitting into the year, but you hate to see that, uh, you know, that end
1: somebody's season. It likely
2: end somebody's season at this point. We just still don't know, right, about the details of this, at this right. broadcast time. So
1: After the game, we're doing this right now. We're at 940 Eastern on Monday. Kyle Shanahan said post-game yesterday that they were they feared that uh, torn ACL, MCL for Garoppolo. Sounds like his season is over. CJ, is it Bethard or Bethard? I, I think Bethard, right? Um, I heard Beth this morning at a bunch of places. Yeah, it's all
2: right. Guys, DVR on that one. <laughs> I'll
1: get that right before next time. Yeah. But uh, that that's what you've got here. So you can – Or, you can, or yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. It's too bad for Marquise Goodwin too um, mm-hmm. for his fantasy value. You know, I don't want to make light of Garoppolo, but you know, the reality is Marquise Goodwin's value. Uh, I would think Kittle, the teammate, the Iowa teammate tandem is back. <laughs> Oh, narrative, so funny! Uh, but <laughs> I totally I, I, bought I, I, into that one last year. I was all over it.
2: But I'm I'm still not as down on Kittle as compared to Goodwin or the, some of the wide receivers. So yep, I but, agree. You know,
1: so all right. Well, um, that's that. So we'll have more news uh, when we get it about Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, folks, we're going to just kind of review interesting notes, uh, news, things like that from all the Sunday games. First, check us out on Twitter. Tim is at tim underscore heaney. I'm at Jay Halpin thirty seven. You can also tweet us at RotoWire. You can get player updates at RotoWire NFL, or you can find us on Facebook as always. Okay, let's start with uh, a fun one. Fun one, yeah. Saints and uh, Falcons overtime, forty three thirty seven. Matt Ryan. Two weeks ago, we all everybody wanted to bury Matt Ryan. For fantasy purposes. After week one, it was, oh, he can't throw anymore. He's terrible. And are you watching the games and he's awful and, you know, he's dead? Forget him. And now he's not. He threw five touchdowns. He's still not throwing it to Julio as much, though, as we would like. Calvin Ridley, holy moly. Mm, perfect matchup for that.
2: I mean, these Saints cornerbacks can't defend deep this season yet. So, and uh, perfect time to unleash Ridley. I think it was, you know, we were saying it's been due. You know, he increases um, involvement a little bit last week. This was just a whole other level, and yeah, it's uh, it might be a little too much of a swing in the other direction to be rational about things with him, but still going to be, you know, finally on the landscape a little bit more strongly
1: now. Absolutely. Um, the Saint, I have been saying for a couple of weeks, well, the Saints' defense is still good, and, you know, the first week was a fluke, and then the first two weeks were a fluke, and now, <laughs> well, <laughs> last year they mm-hmm. were good. They were really good, and there's talent I there. I don't understand it. Well, the cornerbacks are being
2: exposed. It looks like maybe the pass rush hasn't been good. But, you know, Cam Jordan got to them a few times. Uh, I, I, I just think that they're they're letting deep plays develop a little bit more this year, and it's hurting them. And, you know, Matt Ryan just bumped his YPA up a lot, mainly from that start yesterday.
1: Yep. So, so otherwise here, big numbers, the the double-digit receptions, Alvin Kamara at 15 receptions. My again. goodness. It's a shootout. So, so, Michael Thomas, great set. Michael Thomas was 10 for 129. Mm-hmm. So he's now got 38 receptions on 40 targets in three games. Mm, my that, goodness, that's pretty. That's I,
2: pretty amazing. I mean, Mario Puig on the uh, the Sunday reactions piece, which which you guys should all read. It's a great breakdown of what just happened instantly. Mario basically said that you know they had it, it was a three tree, three branch offense uh, with Camara, uh, um, Thomas, and Mark Ingram. But when Ingram got suspended, they didn't just you know replace the branch; they just cut it off. Right. So so everybody's usage just went crazy. So you know might have to get used to the back, get used to that after next week, but um obviously very great start for those those two players that were already had high uh,
1: floors for fantasy yeah and, and one thing back to the other side of that one on Ridley mm-hmm. it's not like the the usage was through the roof here like he, mm-hmm. he had a great game and he had more targets than Julio, but eight targets it's not like he's getting those you know he he's had these you know 14 target games yet. So we 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 probably should temper our expectations a little bit. I mean, it sounds like they're going. I mean, they're happy to use him now. He's he's part of the offense, and that's that. But don't expect you know seven for obviously don't expect seven for one forty six every week. But (laughs) it's it's not like he is going to be overloaded with targets Mm -hmm. and catch six passes a game, or at least it wouldn't seem that way.
2: Right. Well, I mean, it's more of a detriment to Sanu and, and you know, maybe Hooper, um, you know, with, with that sort of thing. But they'll, they'll probably kind of rotate each week depending on the matchups. But still, you know, Ridley and Hooper are still guys that you're going to definitely consider playing as at least that, you know, that, that final wide receiver spot or that bridge, uh, fringy starting tight end area Right. Hooper. So, yeah.
1: All right. Let's go to next up is the game in Baltimore. It is Denver and mm-hmm. uh, Denver and the Ravens. Ravens yep. won 27 to 14. Uh, Philip Lindsay, if you picked up Phil Lindsay and you finally got excited, he uh, he, he had a little quirky day for him got himself out of there, didn't he? <laughs> he punched us all in the face, basically. He punched us all <laughs> in the face. He got ejected <laughs> in the second quarter for throwing a punch. Uh, so Royce oh, Freeman comes goodness. in after you've already benched Royce Freeman at this point. Of course. <laughs> Royce Freeman came in, ran for 53 yards and a touchdown. So thank you, Royce Freeman, for doing that from all of our benches. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and of course, Devontae Booker had his cameo because again, Lindsey just punched somebody. So yeah, <laughs> uh, cost me a league, Lindsey. So yeah, yep. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders saved his fantasy day with a rushing touchdown. <sighs> yeah, kind of cool.
2: Yeah, I oh well, I advise someone against Sanders, and now that's gonna make you know that make, it's those things that are just so fluky they make you look stupid if they actually hold right. a grudge on that stuff.
1: But I, I had the same know. thing yesterday. I I wound up. Someone asked me, you know, hey, is there a you know a top player you you'd bench this week? And I said Sanders. Right. And now I'm looking at when I when I saw that happen yesterday, I'm like, no, come on, that's not fair. <laughs> that that I that, I shouldn't that shouldn't count against what I said. Process. Right.
3: Process.
1: <laughs> well, so he ran for 35 yards. The other side. Of course. Um, if you're an Alex Collins owner, you have to be feeling better right now.
2: Yeah, well, it was it was more of a game where they did kind of just have to keep things a little closer. Um, of course, you know Buck Allen seems like the goal line back now for the most part, uh, or at least their, their majority guy, which I'm okay with because he's I, such I, a I'm
1: jerk, Buck Allen. He's such a fantasy jerk. <laughs> just wait till just wait till if Kenneth Dixon comes back this year, <laughs>
2: <laughs> right? But yeah, it, it, it's encouraging for Collins I think there's you know you expect those ten to fifteen touches per game now, and hopefully he does efficient things with it as a flex guy,
1: you know? Right. So now is um has John Brown worked his way back into our good graces as let's say a wide receiver three? Are we, are we firmly on him there now? I, I think so. I th- I think the Ravens finally have that deep threat to kind
2: of you know counterbalance everything here. Uh, uh, he did he, he score like three touchdowns already this this year or yeah he he's had a I nice think so. combination there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking at his uh stat line here, but yeah, I I think it's just a dimension they were missing here. Uh, yeah, 19 targets the last two weeks. Um. I think that it's 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 a good place. He's probably there, the number one even more than Crabtree right now. I think Crabtree's just kind of you know hanging around as
1: a, as another possession guy again. So Brown is the one that will actually get you yardage with it. Right. So now Brown, the thing is, Brown's issue has always been staying healthy. And you know when when that time comes that he's not, if and when that time comes, then okay, you deal with it. But while he's playing, it looks like he's he's fine for you. Yeah.
2: I mean, the the Broncos defense isn't really what it used to be when it comes to, you know, the the secondary at least, but still a a really positive showing there. And uh, Brown averaging 18.5 yards per reception, 9.7 yards per target. That's a really good start.
1: All right, let's move to uh, Panthers and Bengals. Panthers win 31-21. You know, I mocked Ron Rivera for saying Christian McCaffrey was going to get the ball 25 to 30 times a game. Mocked. Outright mocked. I mocked it on the Panthers pregame radio show. I mocked it. I mean, like to their faces, I did it. <laughs> Full strategy, Cotton. Like, come on. It's, I mean, like, what are you, are you kidding me? This is silly. They're not doing that. So they are. Christian McCaffrey, oh, Chris McCaffrey looks like a real live running back now. Like a real, you know, legit guy yeah. who's going to carry the ball. 28 carries. Oh,
2: my gosh. I'm, I'm still a bit skeptical if they can actually, if they're actually to have him run on the inside often. Um, I don't know. I don't know the percentage of that. and, and... I just don't trust the interior of that line anyway. I think he's better as a off tackle type of back, but I don't know. Maybe he does have that center of gravity that helps him in that situation. You know that 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 um, that running style, but yeah, I, I don't know if I want to bank on that for all the season. I, I think that CJ Anderson can prove useful as well, as we saw with his touchdown catch.
1: Uh, but he's yeah, he's definitely just a complimentary guy right now. McCaffrey played a hundred percent of the snaps yesterday. Yeah, and, well, sometimes they're in the backfield together as well. Yes, so. mm-hmm. I'll note that. So, so yeah, the thing, their offensive line coach is a wizard. That's why he, he's just—he's <laughs> incredible. He just, he does whatever. They're like, hey, by the way, you're down to your you know 80th string right tackle. He goes, all right, fine, just let's get out there. And they figure it out every year. They figure it out. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl with Michael Orr as their left tackle. That's right. Yeah. So yeah, he he gets it done. Um, Cam was Cam was Cam, as my friend would say. Cam is Cam. <laughs> Right? <laughs> oh, he's he's got, yeah. <laughs> Two rushing times. I mean, you know, you look at the passing times. It's funny. I, I went referencing that pregame radio show again yesterday. We talked about it. I said, you know, actually, well, what he said, what kind of day is Cam going to have? I went, well, the normal things you would check off are, well, the Bengals' pass defense, you know, the pass rush is pretty good. And the corners are pretty good. And they do pretty well against the pass. And with Cam, you can just throw it all out the window. Because he's gonna run for, you know, forty yards and a touchdown. And he ran for thirty-six and two touchdowns, and he threw for Timmy threw for 150 yards, but it doesn't matter to us. It's great. Well, I think Perfect not being on the team, I think I believe he's still suspended it doesn't really help things. Right, so. it doesn't. Yeah. But but yeah defense, he's, the middle of that defense is really vulnerable. So. um Tyler by the, I wanna give a shout out to the Rotowire DFS optimizer. Oh yeah. Because D V R and I were talking about it on Friday, about the DraftKings in particular. Because we talked about how FanDuel was more use used the value meter. Yep, and the value meter basically for FanDuel because of the way the salary structure is, it's all you know. Well, who's the who's in the value meter? Well, it's Kamara and Rogers and you know guys like that. Of course. In we looked at at the DraftKings value meter, and Ridley and Tyler Boyd were I think two of the first four. Like they mm-hmm. just nailed them, nailed them. We,
2: we had a tweet yesterday about some uh, someone who didn't listen to the the World Wire value meter and optimizer that was pimping um, Ryan Boyd and Ridley. So. Yep. You know, just uh, – there's a reason that the optimizer does it. It's not necessarily the most logical thing outright, but it's definitely just, you know, maximizing the return on your investments. That That's – it might not be the most clean strategy to what they recommend, but it's just there, – there's a reasoning behind it. And
1: if you break the market, that's going to pay off huge. So that's what the point is. So far, Tyler Boyd is what we hoped John Ross was going to be. Yeah, third-year third, well, th- third
2: year wideout theory, um, you know, being upheld even though it's not necessarily related to it. But um, definitely – yeah, the the, the the he has the build to be the more uh, consistent option in this in this passing game. I think now AJ Green, if that groin injury lingers, I think Boyd is going to be the one to kind of take a lot of those targets. Uh, you know, the the ones that would kind of be red zone ish or you know possessiony type. I think just the Ross snap count not really being there, gimmicky
1: type. It's um, a little disappointing, but you know Boyd is enjoying what could be a breakout year. Yeah, I mean here, we've yeah. got so far twenty one targets, fifteen catches. Mm-hmm. And he is up to he's 249 yards and a couple of touchdowns yesterday. Huge day, six for 132 and a touchdown on seven targets. So that, that's yeah. a that's great. That was the type of catch in the end zone too, the diving one that really earns the trust of somebody. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So as a, <laughs> if you if you played Gio Bernard yesterday, you got to be satisfied with that. Yeah, about what you kind of expected. Um, well, I mean,
2: I mean, I don't, I don't really know. He really didn't give up many touches yesterday because they were actually you know they were on a comeback attempt, so that's kind of what he was, you know, built for, the the, the passing down right. type of situations and but he averaged, you know, five yards of carry. That's pretty good. Uh you know, I, I think that Mixon's gonna probably miss at least another week. I don't know about much longer than that, depending because they said it was a little bit more of an optimistic outlook than they expected. But yeah, Geo's just kind of doing Geo
1: at it was actually kind of a normal workload for him if yeah if Joe but you know, last
2: for last year's Joe Mixon, I'll say. It was like his
1: normal Bernard workload. So. I mean you you he's got 17 touches, 86 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown. Right. I mean, if it's you good. wanted more than that, you were being greedy. <laughs> it was still a value in a lot of places on DFS too. that you still, you know, you, you still easily met the um, you know, the the three times rule or two times rule depending. But right. yeah. So um, Andy Dalton was, you know, I, eh. I if your league doesn't ding badly for interceptions, he was fine. <laughs> Fishbowl does sadly. Yeah, so it does. that hurt me. <laughs> so he was uh, he was okay. So we're not going to we're not going to give it. I mean, it's not like Andy Dalton was, you know, one of your top six quarterbacks yesterday. So another yeah. one, if you wanted more than that, three fifty two and two touchdowns, you know, get over yourself probably. Right. And yeah, I, I think so. I, I think it was just, you know, the
2: interception. The one of them was tipped, at least for whatever that's worth. So. Right. Um, yeah. And then, I, it, it, yeah, he's he's a guy that you're just hoping for a top 15 week for most of the time. Right. But, you know, is a super flex. So he actually fits that really well. So. Yeah.
1: All right. Now let's get to the New York football Giants. Oh, oh, man. Wow. <laughs> get Eric Flowers out. Look what happens. Amazing. Right? Yeah. It was, it was it. That was the key to the whole season right there is to finally get Eric Flowers off the field.
2: Cut cut Flowers out of the grass. It's fine.
1: Oh, but. So Eli looked fine. <laughs> he did not throw to Saquon Barkley every play in, in, in about a half a second of panic, which was good. <laughs> um, uh, Red Ellison scored a test. Evan Ingram. We're waiting on yeah. you know, Evan Ingram, by the way. That doesn't sound great. <laughs> Um, no. They're doing an MRI in his knee today. He came out. Ellison. Ellison's an interesting guy because en- Engram's basically a, Engram is a flat receiver. He is just a receiver. That's all he's there yeah. for. Ellison's mm-hmm. a blocker who can catch a little. I mean, he's like a normal blocking tight end who's sometimes like, oh, hey, we're going to throw to you maybe three times, yeah, which I mean, is exactly if, what they did. If you play in those three tight end lineup leagues, you know, that could be a solid ad right there. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when Fishball did the, you know, the extra point and a half for a touchdown first for, for a first down. There you go. Red been good. (laughs) Red Els. Saquon was fine, Mm -hmm. solid again. I mean, you can't if you drafted Saquon at you know sixth overall. This is this is good. Everything's Mm -hmm. been good. Yep. Um, Deshaun Watson actually put together a good fantasy day, if not a great real life day. Uh, Lamar Miller saved himself with a touchdown running ten for ten. This is bad. I mean, the Giants shut him down on the run. Period. But this Lamar Miller stuff is not. I mean, you you only invested a 6th or seventh round pick in him, so you can't be mad about this. It's. I mean, yeah. Well, you figured Houston's one of the worst offensive lines, if not
2: the worst offensive line in the league. You know, you're not going to find much room many days in this one. So, you know, and, and of course they had to you know play comeback most of the game. So Miller was used as a receiver, and Alfred Blue was kind of nowhere to be found for whatever that's worth. So Miller got his in the receiving end of things a little bit more. Uh, but you know
1: Fuller and Hopkins talk about skinny trees. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Fuller was good. You you put a note in here. We, yeah. uh, Tim prepped some notes yesterday for the show. And you, your note says Watson is still a weird real life quarterback. What does that mean?
2: <laughs> well, it's just, you know, he's a fantasy guy, I just i if sure he's got the points piling up, it's fine at it, you know, garbage time. His decision making is just off base. <laughs> it's you know, it's it, there's a lot of erratic footwork there. There's uh, just the division just really
1: befuddles me if he's not throwing it downfield and trying to just, just heave it for, for the sake of heaving it. Right. <laughs> All right. Next up, we're going to go to Tennessee-Jacksonville. There is really nothing to talk about here fantasy-wise. Um, they thought uh, Mariota kind of got forced into duty when Gabbard mm-hmm. got hurt. Uh, Blake Bord, you know, people asking, hey, should, it, basically, if you asked us who you should play in this game every everyone was wrong if we said play player X. Everyone. Right. right. Mario actually finally ran some, which is kind of nice. But uh, there was nothing here. I mean, you know, Yeldon Yeldon was banged up. We weren't sure. We thought he was going to play, but he wasn't at 100%. And with Fournette out, it's, I I wonder if they thought they were going to be okay in this game and bench Fournette because of that. And i I thought
2: they'd use Corey Grant a little bit more, too. He's, yeah. got, a, he's got a little bit of a you know, movement, like a you know, little shiftiness to him. But yep. um, no, not really. Just mostly Yeldon, and he was all right. So, But yeah, this uh really ugly
1: to watch this one. So if if you – I'm trying to think. Are the people for the first few rounds, picks from the first few rounds? Yeah. The Derrick Henry people have to be pretty terrified right now that this is just not going to work. In most formats, it was too much of a floor to expect anyway to be in the second, third round with Henry.
2: <laughs> I agree. He, he, already sharing, um, touchdown-reliant for the most part. Um, you yeah. thought this Titans offensive line would be better, but I think because the Mariota injuries probably affected that a little bit, even though, see what you want about Mariota as an actual passer and a fantasy quarterback. He's mm-hmm. still a still guy that keeps you know defenses a little bit honest in terms of actually you know opening up. Defenses in terms of not stacking the box against guys, so and you have to count for the running quarterback. It sometimes can bleed over into the backfields, but yeah, I mean Henry, you know, two point six yards per carry, three point one and this past Sunday, three point two. It's not good. Is he a <laughs> buy low for you? On the basis that maybe the game flow stats for him will improve if the Titans actually get better if Mariota gets healthy, maybe you you know you don't trade. Uh, you know, August September draft value anybody for him unless he's a bust two. Uh, it's possible there's a wide receiver out there or something, but you know, you're not trading for expecting the guy that people drafted in round two or three. Uh, you're, you're trading for a guy that might be your flex a lot, but in non PPR league, I can see it. Um, that that's a chance you could take if you have like wide receivers to spare or something. Uh, it, it's not a it's not a terrible idea. I just think that you're not going
1: to be getting a level that you know. You're, it's, it's not going to be his peak level that you're trading for. All right, I'm going to ask. A player just popped into my head who we talked about already.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Emmanuel Sanders, that kind of level guy. I, I think that's fair. That's uh, not too much for you. You don't look at Sanders and go, "Oh, I kind of like the way Keenum's playing," and maybe I would keep Sanders instead of going for a guy like Henry with that. Or you think that you think that's well, a fair price? Sanders is safer,
2: uh, yep. but I don't. I don't think you had many. You know, it depends on if you had. Successful wide receivers in front of Sanders,
1: and you really can just look at him as surplus. You know, do do you think you could go another one value wise? Do you think you could and would you go to the Derrick Henry owner with say John Brown? Do you think you could get Derrick Henry for a guy like John Brown right now?
2: Yeah, I think so as well. Very similar. I mean, you know, just maybe because Brown being useful wide receiver three, I think this pace might be still be a little bit crazy for him. So, yeah. For the uh, for the role regression, maybe you can make that deal. I, I think Brown might be a little bit more of a uh, upside guy than Sanders at this point. Even though I like Sanders, I think that Brown could, you know, finally be finding a place where he can really maximize his deep threat ability. Uh, it really again, I think it really depends. I think Brown is probably a bonus for some people. So if you think you can get away with. Um, trading off on the low pace for him, I think you could do it. I, I, I think it'd be a little risky, but I think that
1: that's kind of the point of a trade for Derrick Henry is to take a risk. Right. So. I mean, they're still running. I mean, they ran him eighteen times yesterday, so they're going to yeah. try anyway. And I, I don't think they're going to give up on doing that. They've had some offensive line injuries too, Tennessee. Right? Like, yes, um, yes. I yeah, think they so were that's, back that's, yesterday. The tackles. I don't know if one yeah. or both. I think they were back. It's yeah.
2: That that's hurting Henry too. So
1: um, it was funny. I actually saw on Twitter. I don't know if it was this morning or last. night. I think it was this morning. Liss did the same thing I did in a, in a Survivor said imagine getting the bil- getting everybody else on the big upset and everybody picking the Vikings and then you pivoted to Jacksonville thinking they would win at home which is you know exactly what? what I did
2: those are my two that I flip flopped between so I
1: chose Minnesota but obviously in the end it didn't matter so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah the, the pool I was in it's that's just- why I hate Survivor <laughs> I'm in a smaller one. It's an eighty. It was an eighty-two person, eighty-two entries. Right. There's right. nine left now, <laughs> and I thought I had Jacksonville. You know what? My kids are in it still. They stayed in, and they made fun of me yesterday. So it was fun.
2: It, it's my lowest stakes
1: football thing of the year. Whatever. Yeah. It's fine. I mean, it's great as long as you don't lose in you know week three. But it ha- that least, happens a lot. 1st I've forgotten in a while in week three this year. So <laughs> I wonder, what the guy I... from team rankings, would the guys from team rankings here a couple of weeks ago talk about survivor strategy? Yeah. I wonder what they would have said about the I, Vikings. Yeah, I guess I should listen to them. I don't know. Because I think there was future value <laughs> in the Vikings. That's why I left them alone, because I knew I could use them again a couple of times.
2: Their, their schedule looked kind of a ty- kind of, uh, little more threatening than Jacksonville's. Okay. That's kind of why I chose Minnesota first. So
1: oh. didn't matter, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right, everybody, let's talk about the new daily fantasy site, Fanball, for a second. The number one issue I hear from people who try DFS is that it's almost impossible to win for the casual player. Too many sharks out there with 150 lineups, and you basically have no shot if you want to play in a lineup or two for fun, or play a lineup or two for fun. That's where Fanball comes in. If the name rings a bell, it's the same folks behind the season-long site that you used to use back in the day. Paul Charchian, who also happens to be president of the Fantasy Sports Trade Association, has brought back the Fanball name, but this time as a DFS site, and he's looking to level the playing field by enforcing low entry limits, which is great. I'm looking at the lobby right now. The most lineups anyone can have in a contest is 10. That is a huge difference maker. Plus, they have snake drafts, which are a lot of fun. And I'm told auctions are coming very soon as well. Head over to Fanball.com slash RotoWire and sign up and make a deposit of at least $10. And we will give you a six-month membership to RotoWire. That's a pretty good deal. So that's Fanball.com slash RotoWire. Check it out now. All right. We're going to go to San Francisco, Kansas City. Uh, we already talked about Garoppolo. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. So this, this is... I, 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 there was by the way I'm going to send you an article there's a great article about the Chiefs offense in Pro Football Weekly that was talked about basically using the air raid concepts and how it might revolutionize the NFL and I, you know people over you know that that term gets overstated sometimes so people like to throw it around but it was really good and something to check out anyway Mahomes spread it around yesterday I mean it was you know Tyreek was not the guy so much Kelsey had a lot of work Watkins got his. Chris Conley got a touchdown. Demetrius Harris got... I mean, this is like... I mean, thanks, Mahomes, but geez. Talk about a non-skinny tree. Here. Right. It's There's like baddest, 80 branches on it. the fattest tree of all time. It's in the Redwood National Forest, this tree. <laughs> did, did you see the the four-yard touchdown where Mahomes scrambled? Yeah. Oh, I man. mean, he's running his college offense, basically, now. It's great. Like it you is said, great. air raid. It's Texas awesome. Tech. But that play... So he scrambles back to what the twenty yard line, and then mm-hmm. on a dead run just slings it. And that guy, the the thing with him, in addition to the concepts and the weapons, mm-hmm. there is no throw that's out of play for him. Mm-hmm. You know, it don't you? You can't defend in a way that says you know he. I, if you could defend, say, I don't want to pick on Alex Smith here, but. There are certain ways that you can defend Alex Smith differently because you know there's some throws he kind of can't make well. This right. guy is just, you know, anything goes.
2: No, I mean, the arm strength was what kind of opened things up for them to to change the offense uh, in this way for him. And, and yeah, I mean, I, the, there'll be probably some catch-up with interceptions here and there because, you know, three weeks of this, maybe that'll be enough for some teams to adjust later in the season. But it's still going to be, if they're going to use this diversity of weapons, that's going to be really difficult to figure out on the real-life NFL level. So
1: All right. So Kareem Hunt kind of got his. Yeah, yeah. The production wasn't great, but he got two touchdowns. So I guess we're happy, right? Um, one week. Uh, another, another one
2: where the touchdowns kind of, you know, made made more out of a mediocre day. What he averaged, like two-something yards per carry. Yeah, um, Yeah, it's it, – it, the the usage of this offense without uh, Matt Nagy, who actually went back to who's, who, – whose play calling really helped Hunt uh, later last season to kind of rediscover that early season stuff on Andy Reid – Anybody sees the play calling from Nagy at some point, and then gave it back to him, or or, or he just kind of went away from Hunt. Either way, but um, a little bit, a little bit concerned. I think we might have overlooked with Hunt was the fact that you know Nagy not being there probably doesn't help as much. But um, yeah, it's it's kind of a way that this is not this this is this was a week that we finally got the the um, running back one value from him, but they might be harder to come by from now on.
1: All right, and I do think that looking forward. I mean, you have to be fine with yesterday getting the two touchdowns, but yeah. you part of why you drafted this guy is because because you thought he was going to catch the ball a bunch, right? And three weeks in, you just you have to assume that this th- this is a feature that he's not going to catch it this year. That that's this is just mm-hmm. going to be this is the way it's going to be for the most part. He might struggle to get thirty, <laughs> right? I mean, he's got one, he's got one he's got catch one. so far. Yeah. So and, it's, and that's not going to change. I mean, it's just whether it's. It's part play calling, it's part Mahomes, just not being that guy that's going to look for his back. I don't know, but, you know. He doesn't get checked out as much as Smith did, so. Exactly. He's got to throw everything 40 yards downfield. It's amazing. So, <laughs> for the Niners, we talked about Kittle and Goodwin with without Garoppolo. What about the running backs?
2: Well, I think you'll have to use, you know, you have to use Upgrade a little bit more because he kind of is the space opener. You know, Affleck Morris... And with stack boxes, I guess the uh, defense that's probably not worried about C.J. Beathard or whoever else is going to be quarterbacking. Um, I, I think that Braid is still the one to own, the one that can actually make things happen a little bit on his own. Um, Morris will be the goal line guy still. And actually, it's funny because the Niners offensive line has been pretty solid in run blocking this year. And Braid, of course, was lead, leading the NFL in rushing before that game. Uh, so they, they've been doing something right. I don't know if that's Jimmy G posing a threat to keep defenses open, but... Uh, there's still a lot to like about Breda, and I think that he's going to be, for the most part, okay. Still a running back two most weeks, if not more.
1: Right. So, yeah. Okay. Let's get to Oakland-Miami. The Dolphins mm. win 28-20. The 3-0 Miami Dolphins. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, bizarre world but... It really is. Mm-hmm. So, what do we got here? Tannehill was – I don't know. He's fine. The thing is, I, I we were talking about him on Friday, too, Was sort of a – Mm-hmm. DVR and I talk about the break glass in case of emergency players. Yep. And uh, we, we, we talked about Tannehill, we, even though we, we, in the first two weeks, Tannehill was pretty solid and he was still something like QB 22. Right. that so he just doesn't throw enough. And yesterday he didn't, but he was very efficient. I mean, that, that was, you know, you don't want a quarterback who throws 23 times for sure. <laughs> not, not as efficient as Albert Wilson was. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but. Um, Kenyon Drake, man. We thought they were going to be able to run on the Raiders and they just couldn't. No, uh, I want just for, back to Tannehill. I, I think that was, this, this is
2: first year, first pro season as a second season with a, with an offensive coordinator is third season with Adam Gase now. So yeah. maybe there's some stability there. That's just kind of coming into play, at least to some degree, you know, 73% completion percentage, say what you will, you know, pretty solid line there. 9.3 yards per attempt. So far, that's, that's a sign that like, there could be a little bit of growth here. I think that, you know, maybe not having Devonte Parker as a main target, is helping that, and having to go deeper the yeah. Jarvis Landry would normally be would help that. So maybe there's like a you know he he might be one of those guys that secretly kind of ascends to the top twenty because it's so volatile down there in the rankings. Uh, anyway, but I guess with the running game, yeah, I, I think that you know Oakland's pass rush has been the issue, but I think the the the, the run stopping might be a little bit more effective
1: than we expected. So you know, it's hard to find a pass rusher, as John Gruden pointed out last week.
2: <laughs> oh, John Gruden.
1: <laughs> apparently, apparently there's like a mutiny or you know at least a
2: separation of you know. People just do, like Groot has his own secret people, and then like everyone else kind of
1: hates them now. Yeah, you see that report. So, um, <laughs> great start, John. Great yeah, it's, start. Terrific. John. it's it's just going on swell out there.
2: So this is the this is the fifth Chucky movie. Then is <laughs> <laughs> are there four before? I
1: don't know. I don't. I don't know. They're probably worth. Oh, okay. Or there are at least three. Got it. Child's
2: play movies. I don't know.
1: Um. So the receivers. There's nothing much to do with these receivers because there wasn't enough volume to really tell us much. And one was the pass from Albert Wilson. That was one of the touchdowns. So, <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know what you do with this. I kind of I mean, thought Amendola <laughs> would do better yesterday, and he didn't. I mean, it's Kenny Stills and good luck, really. Yeah, so. pretty much. And Parker's Parker's due back soon, probably, right? Uh, I, I I thought he didn't he return. He returned yesterday. Did I he? Was, did he put? He was. Oh, he did play. Wow. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> Two for forty. There you go. My bad. Yeah. Um, all right. Other side of this game. Do you start chasing Jordy? 61-yard uh, catch uh, on a you know a little bit of a surprise play
2: there. 12-yard touchdown. I was surprised he was getting ignored that much as he did. Um, you know, kind of fell off the cliff last year, of course, and then Rogers was hurt, so that didn't help him last year. I think people might be looking at his stats too hard without looking at context there. I think that it probably took him a few weeks to get in line with Carr um, as a wide receiver, low end wide, low wide receiver three. I think he can fly right now. Um, more so a flex play here, but the Oakland's probably going to have to come back a lot the way they've been playing, so he might be involved a little bit more, and like I said, more understanding of the playbook.
1: It, it could it could translate the next couple of weeks. So. All right. Um, the other thing in this game, Lynch had a decent game. 22 touches, had a touchdown, 64-yard rushing. Mean, I mean, obviously, you well, take that from him yeah. every week.
2: Right. I mean, that's what you should expect. He's a low yards per carry and just volume, and it worked, so he had to get his touchdown as well. Right. A nice A nice leap, actually. I mean... You know, say what you want about Lynch and his age, he, you know, was it 30, 32? He looked
1: pretty spry on that uh, leap over the, the pile there. Right. So, yeah. Um, by the way, Jordy Nelson, 52% owned on Yahoo. If you're yeah, curious. that's low. That's low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, now we're going to get to the Bills and the Vikings. I, I, uh, this is obviously <laughs> I, shocking. I just I couldn't help but laugh. My Survivor season was over, but I was just
2: like, "What?" <laughs> it was just, sometimes you just you're so depressed, but also just so shocked that you
1: just can't react any other way. Because you're looking, so. going, oh, seven nothing. That's cute. That was my yeah. first reaction, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, you know, my first reaction was when I saw in the bottom of the screen. I was watching Red Zone and Panthers and things like that. I see, you know, Rush, Jay Allen. I'm like, wait, what? Jay Allen, Javorius yeah. Allen? What? And I, it took me a second. Oh, Josh Allen. And and I want to point out, by the way. When we did the, that sleeper, you know, emergency, low-end guys, I brought up Josh Allen on Friday, and DVR mocked me. I probably would have, too. But right. I, it's totally—I it, I turned out to be sort of right completely for the wrong reasons. Because I figured <laughs> Josh Allen might throw five picks, but this whole second half he's going to be throwing because he's going to be losing by 40. Right. So— uh-huh. You know, like you talked. You said the word "process" earlier. I yeah. completely botched the process on this one, but the result <laughs> turned out okay. Did you see the play where he hurdled the guy? I think there was two of them. Yeah, uh, I only saw one. All right. Um. Yeah, I, he looked good with mobility. I, I kind of
2: underestimated how he could maybe maybe. I mean, the Vikings' defense—you would probably underestimate anybody against them. But wow, I mean, he just he kind of controlled the, the the tackle box really really efficiently. So,
1: um, the so. Nothing. Chris Ivory was pretty ineffective, uh, but no, actually, sorry, he was pretty ineffective oh, running. He right. The, I mean, lucky, lucky on on that one big pass play. So yeah, and, and well, two touchdowns. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. No so. McCoy. It's going to be him, and then
2: I, see, I like Marcus Murphy better as an actual back. I, I kind of speculated on him a little bit more than Ivory, but you know, Ivory's more the kind of the,
1: the fitting of the veteran leader type in the between the tackles guy. So right. Yeah. Latavius Murray huge fantasy bust. I don't care if he well, had some receiving production.
2: Well, the game flow didn't really favor him. No.
1: <laughs> I mean, every we were all over him. Yeah, completely. You know, it was the he's going to ground and pound on the big lead. And right. l- one yard rushing, literally one. One. And, yeah. and you know what? Dalvin Cook brings that other side if you're down. He brings that side to his game now, too. He's been catching a lot of passes this year so far. So and this is one, looked, I mentioned this about Fournette earlier. This reeked of a situation where they wanted to give Cook a little extra rest and thought they could cruise through this game.
2: Oh yeah, totally. And looked to Thursday against the Rams.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, mm-hmm. so the so the Bills. What do you do with the Bills moving forward? Do you still say they're bad, or do you do you reassess at all? I, I think you still have to keep keep minimal, not minimal, but just keep similar you know
2: outlooks for these guys. I mean, Allen looks like he's going to be a fantasy ready quarterback sooner than expected because he does have that you know yes. the, the ability to kind of um, you know be a little more comfortable. They have. Green Bay, Tennessee at Houston at Indy. it's not terrible. Nope. if you're running into buys, uh, and then New England in Week Eight. I mean, we'll talk about that in a little while. But you know, that could be that could be a desperation one as well. So, um, yeah, top you know top twenty four quarterback in in line looks like these next four weeks. It, you know, because there'll be some people that'll be sitting out.
1: So he doesn't have a buy until Week Eleven. He could really serve that role in some deeper leagues pretty well. So Josh Allen so far rushing yards twenty six. 32 39. And the first game, 26, that was only in, you know, part-time duty. Right. This the, the name that's popping into my head is Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. Because yep. Bortles was as bad as we all thought Bortles was the two years before last year, he was QB three and QB eight. I can't say I expect Josh Allen to get that high, but he he's run he's gonna run. I mean, and, and we saw it in the preseason. I re- I mean I re- sat and watched the game that they played against the Panthers, and he was playing with the third stringers, but but what he did. And this was his inexperience showing when the pass rush came, he, he was like, I'm out of here. He took and ran, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, uh-huh. and that's, I looked at that and I went, wow, that's actually really interesting for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's going to keep happening. I, this, this guy, he, he might have games where he throws five picks and you know what? We might live with it. I, I, th- I think he might be, if you're in the type of league, starting two quarterbacks or playing two quarterbacks or carrying two quarterbacks, I think Josh Allen's a pickup.
2: I think, I think he should be. Um, I was really surprised. At the Vikings, you, you expect him to, you know, you would expect them to set the edges a little bit better than most defenses, and the fact that Allen kept escaping out of the pocket was just kind of mind blowing to me. But yeah, I, I think you have to get the right. You have to, write, you, have to you, you don't write it off as, as, as you, you don't make it something more than it was, as
1: the fact that, like, you know, he's oh, he still only had like one
2: hundred ninety six yards and a touchdown pass. He's having to run
1: for two touchdowns. Right. So. I mean, this this is where fantasy and reality diverge right, right. here, uh, and so. that's fine. Yeah. Okay, Philly, Indy. Um, yeah. I, I feel like we we were Wentz, we had Wentz pegged correctly because of his lack of weapons that the game wasn't going to be huge for him.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Top 20-ish quarterback, like you you said, yeah. Um, we,
1: we found out from the Eagles that as much as they like Corey Clement, he's not going to be used as an every down back even when it looks like there are no other options. I mean, Smallwood ran some, what, he carried 12 times last week? Uh, ten yesterday. Well, yesterday, but I think last week was. Oh yeah, 12. Last,
2: last week was. Um, let me see, seven. He t- yeah, he it had was seven. seven. Okay. Yeah.
1: But he's. You know, they're going to use him if the if Ajayi's out. They're not just going to lean on Corey Clement, who's not a big guy. I mean, they both aren't. But they, uh,
2: they're they're in a specialization, I guess, and it makes sense. I mean, yeah. you know, Clement looked okay. He just didn't get as much volume as we wanted for the DFS pricing to mm-hmm. ca- to cash in. So.
1: So so yeah. interesting in the passing game. God, uh, the with Jeffrey out and Wallace gone Goddard was the beneficiary here
2: yep Interesting.
1: Um, new new you know Burton 2.0 I guess you could say but <laughs> right yeah but Burton didn't really do much last year unless Ertz was out
2: yeah well, well he's you know he moved tight end he still kind of gets that effect so all right but but yeah it's um you know the the because the, you know, they, they've lost so many guys they lost Mike Wallace they lost Mike Hollins before the season even started so he didn't have a chance to do that Jordan Matthews was just kind of there so yeah, Goddard's the guy that's kind of gonna gonna get a lot of those leftover targets that 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 filter out. So, but, do, you, do you want to pick up
1: Goddard right now? Uh,
2: not really. Yeah, that's kind of what I think. <laughs> I think he's like a he could be you know like a the 16th or 17th tight end some weeks,
1: mm-hmm.
2: or at least you know that's your average expectation should be something like that. If you're if you're buy deficient, maybe then that's fine. Uh, you know the, they face uh the they face the Vikings in week five. They face the Titans this week. Uh, this coming week, so maybe there's some leak value there that they they can they can get a surprise week. It depends on when Jeffrey comes back. If he's not back right. in week four, I can see him being a bye replacement. Goddard. So
1: okay. Yeah. Um, thanks for nothing, Nelson Aguilar. On that side, we're done with the Eagles. There, yeah. I, I think he's he's often better when there is full capacity, so we can you know have less attention on him. So <laughs> the other side, are we done with Colts running backs? I know Mac was out. But I can't. Uh, I mean, Jordan Wilkins was sort of a trendy name. In the preseason it's just, I know they played the Eagles And the Eagles defense is really good And all that stuff But
2: I think Hines is just the one That's going to keep that That receiving role Yeah And the You know The the, the passing down role more I think Wilkins and Mac Hurt each other a bit more
1: Right So um, that,
2: that, That's the clarity we can get out of it But it's still going to Be a pain each week So
1: Ebron was kind of chalky With Doyle out And that didn't work itself out A couple of drops right Dropped Yeah he dropped at least one touchdown <laughs> Okay
2: uh, Back to normal
1: Yeah Yeah <laughs> Uh, the one weird thing I didn't see I didn't see this. They took luck out for the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Yep, Jacoby Brissett was in there. <laughs> I mean
2: uh, 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 maybe Am just, I making
1: too much out of that? <sighs> I think it's
2: like a like a like a sixty forty story. I think that you know, Brissett I think does have a pretty strong arm for, you know, the backup anyway, but of course you would like to see Luck being the one to throw it. He used to be able to do that and now they're being cautious about it. It's kind of it makes you scratch your head or it makes you say,
1: Hmm, you know,
2: there's still some concern there.
1: So um, the other thing about this game, back to the Eagles real quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. does it make you? I mean, Ajayi's injury is not doesn't seem too serious to the point where you'd want to run and get any of these back. Like, you, you, if no. you're on the waiver wire this week, you're not going. Hmm, Wendell Smallwood, maybe.
2: If you could sneak him in as like a really conservative bet, and everyone's thinking the same thing you you know you are, but then you still get him as like a backup, that could pay off. But you don't you don't you know you you don't buy him as oh Ajayi's out another few weeks. I'm going to replace him with Smallwood, right? So okay. it's different. You, you list them as a as a pickup, but ha- have them as like a flex option expectation. If anything, if any of these guys still is out for the next couple weeks, so
1: gotcha. Okay, next game we're going to is Packers Redskins.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I whiffed on this. I I knew and for picking the game.
3: <laughs> yeah, you, know, you look and you go. I don't <laughs>
1: feel good about the Packers, but, but I couldn't figure the Redskins because the first two weeks they were so Jekyll Hyde. I didn't know what to make of them. Mm hmm. Okay, so Adrian Peterson, after week one, I mean, I know I was a sell, sell, sell. And then week two, I said, well, maybe wait for week two because they're playing the Colts and maybe he'll have a good game and you can really sell. And then he had a bad game. Now he had to go. I'm still selling. I mean, he's still, I'm still selling. I don't care if he got 120 yards and two touchdowns.
2: <laughs> well, I think the Packers are, are going to be an easy te- uh, team for people to run on at this point because that, that, that interior is really light against the run. Um, they, they don't usually play heavy linebacker sets there. It's mostly cover linebacker stuff. So I, I think that Packers will be a nice matchup there It enhanced Peterson. I, I actually told someone to play Peterson over Ridley. So I was happy that Peterson did well. <laughs> so it kind of covered me a little bit. Right. This, this was like, this was Thursday night questions. I, I answered that for somebody. So it, it turned out to be all right there. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to look at his upcoming schedule here. They have a bye this week. So, right. you know, he's saved by that a little bit. He'll stay healthy. <laughs> um, and then you have at the Saints, which, you know, could be nice for him. But it also could be an Alex Smith game if they just abuse the deep passing. Carolina, you know, pretty strong run defense there. Dallas, it could be a good game. The immediate schedule is actually not that not that daunting. But I think you're right in the fact that, you know, Peterson's a, a bonus guy with you and you need somewhere else, help somewhere else or you want to catch on somebody else who might have a big year um, later
1: on. I think you could do it. But it really depends on, on your other backs. What so. do you think you could get for Adrian Peterson? What kind of guy do you think you could get? To get
2: uh, like a top twenty-four wide out at this point okay. would be pretty reasonable. I mean, I think we discussed Peterson's trade option on one of the previous
1: shows. I'm trying to try to look at the stats here to kind of like get an idea of who. But would now, be. but is he more? Is he sort of more believable at this point? The Redskins
2: look like a pretty efficient running team, so I can see it. Um, you know, they've they've kind of copied the Cowboys in a couple of years, like to hire some of their guys. I think they hired Bill Callahan a couple of years ago, and they're kind of trying to model that offensive line production around them. So. That, that maybe it's just them coming into their own here. Uh, I, I think there's some reality of what we're seeing from the running game at least.
1: Okay. So. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to look at the wide receiver rank. Okay. Would you, if you had Adrian Peterson, this is, this is depending on need, positional yeah. need certainly. Mm-hmm. Do you think you could get and would you trade Peterson for Nelson Aguilar? Uh, well, you got Jeffrey coming back, so I'm, I'm probably going to lean no on that one. Okay. Uh, who else here? No one's jumping out at me. Kenny, our, uh, I like that's Kenny a good Galladay. one. That's a good one.
2: You know, there's a little bit concerned about about the sharing of Marvin Jones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as we said before, the lines weren't allowed three wide, so I think it'll be a normal part of the offense anyway. Skinny wide receiver tree, skinny right. passy tree. I could see it if I really need the wide receiver help.
1: Okay. All right. Um, other side of this one. So Rodgers was again fine. Right, fine, just fine. Yeah, not great, but fine. A Hob- hobbled
2: Aaron Rodgers, fine, hobbled
1: Aaron Rodgers, right? Who was thrown from behind a lot, so he wasn't. Yeah, he, he, the, the the volume was better than the efficiency. Let's put it that way. Yep, um, 40, 40 something attempt. forty four attempts again.
2: Yeah,
1: so Adams got his. He got the touchdown. He wasn't great, but he, you know no. you, you can live with what you got from him. I guess
2: Josh Norman factor a little bit, but yeah, he's huge. Yeah,
1: the the snap count for the backs, by the way. So McCarthy said last week that Aaron Jones wasn't going to barge back in right away. Mm-hmm. Snap count, Jamal Williams, 30, Montgomery, 20, Jones, 17. Montgomery played the receiving back role, caught six passes. Comeback um, attempt
2: again, yeah.
1: I think Jones kind of, Jones is going to work his way in here pretty soon. Yeah. Because he's the best uh, runner.
2: Yeah, but Jamal Williams, I think, is the best pass blocker. I know. So I think that's going to be kind of what, what's going to hold him back a little bit. I You know, um, Williams and... Montgomery's okay at the role, but Williams is much more trustworthy. They send Montgomery out as a receiver, of course, mm-hmm. you know. So that's gonna, that's going to be his way of doing things. Uh, if the, the the pure running back notion of it, Jones is the best of the three. So. Yeah, I agree. You're buying a piece of it. You're not buying. Oh, I'm going to take over the Packers' backfield. I'm going to get the guy that's most likely going to be, you know, between the twenties, get fifteen to twenty carries if they're trying to run the clock down.
1: Mm-hmm. Type of guy. So Jameson Crowder showed a pulse. Yeah, I'd say only four targets, but Smith threw only 20 passes, so it's kind of hard to say what this means.
2: Well, again, Peterson, they didn't need to.
1: Right. All right. Uh, Folks, Kalo is the the name in silicone wedding rings. Kalo rings are designed to ensure that your hands are safe and comfortable in the workplace, the gym, the outdoors, and everywhere in between. Unlike traditional metal wedding rings, Kalo rings allow you to keep your ring on in times where a traditional metal wedding ring would need to be removed. Kalo rings allow people to live their lives safely and comfortably while still representing their commitment to their spouse and family. Kalo has created a special code for our listeners. Use code ROTOWIRE at checkout to get 20% off your That's a good deal, 20% off mm-hmm. your order. Kalo is the choice of firefighters, military, law enforcement, carpenters, mm-hmm. electricians, and mechanics, not fantasy football analysts because we just sit behind computers for everyday wear. It's available in 18 different styles and over 50 colors. Kalo is the preferred ring of pro athletes. NFL players Kirk Cousins, Andy Dalton, Jordy Nelson, and Derek Carr. NBA MVP Steph Curry and LeBron James, and NBA M- Major League Baseball All-Stars Mike Trout, Bryce Harper, and Chris Bryant all trust Kalo on and off the field. Visit Kalo.com. Don't forget to use code ROTOWIRE at checkout for 20% off your order. That's Kalo.com. Use promo code ROTOWIRE. That's a lot of big names on Kalo's roster there. I was going to say, it's a pretty all-star level endorsement group there. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: Chris but, Br- hey, hey, you never know. I mean, we type Furiously sometimes, John. Yeah. They'll, they
1: might come in handy. It so. hurts. I get, we get finger injuries. It's very difficult. Carpal tunnel, you know, F- he- finger tip tips get calloused. It's it's hard to be in a fantasy mm-hmm. football guy. Mm-hmm. All right. Especially Mario. I'm, in his post game reaction, I'm sure he types like that. So. Yeah. <laughs> Chargers, Rams. Uh, Melvin mm-hmm. Gordon got his. Melvin Gordon mm-hmm. always gets his, doesn't he? Always. Yeah, he d- always does. It, the uh, you know the the Eckler stuff
2: is 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 corollary to that mostly. So
1: right. He's he's a nice player. Yeah. But he's not going to muscle Gordon out. No. Even if he gets 10 touches. Mm -hmm. So he is what he is, and that's fine. And he can be productive. Yesterday's a day where if you had Eckler, you probably aren't happy that you started him. If you you got cute and tried to flex him a little bit.
2: No, yeah. I benched him in the league. I have like five guys that are similar. And I was like, no, this is
1: not an Eckler week for me, I don't think. Sorry. So Gordon was good. Mike Williams, two touchdowns. Hard to argue
2: with that. As a a player, he's just so fun to watch. It's just, you know, you worry about the workload, but... You know he's he's the receiver. I, I don't. You know I'm sorry, Keenan Allen, but this is the guy that I think in non PPR
1: is going to be the big deal if he actually works his way into consistent work. Mm-hmm. So, hey, don't okay. you don't you ever say bad things about Keenan Allen in front of me? <laughs> ever.
2: Seventeen point two yards per catch, twelve point six yards per target for Williams this year. Yep. Um, Jared that.
1: Goff. Whoa, that's a nice day for Jared Goff. Yeah. Twenty nine uh, out of thirty six. Man. Yeah. In the um, in the flex league
2: that I, I mean flex non ppr the jake mm-hmm. Sealy runs uh i passed up on pat mahomes but i got jared goff so okay i think it's like similar you know if you'd run like a top 7 tier of guys i think goff's still there <laughs> but of course i like to have the other guy that I've, that beat me yesterday but
1: uh yeah, yeah. Goff's, goff i i just love goff's setup the whole See, year i i still don't love goff's setup for really yeah it, it's okay. just, still uh, he threw a good amount yesterday i still think it's too girly centric For yeah but he's, for... he's he's part of it I don't I don't think he finishes top twelve. All right.
2: That's not, not the worst argument because of the volatility of that bottom end of quarterbacks, but I just think golf is just gonna be so
1: efficient. Um definitely safe. I'll say that. Safe, sure, yes. Yeah. But I think there's gonna be weeks where he throws the ball twenty seven times for two hundred and twenty yards. All right, that's fair. And, and yeah, I mean nothing it's not a that's not a knock on golf golf the quarterback. Yeah.
2: Well, another one I love to see nine point three wide PA compared to last year's eight, so it's a yep. good pace at least.
1: I agree. Um, Russian, I mean, girly, he's, girly, he's girly. Um, Robert Woods was, that was a, that's a nice day for Robert Woods right there. Cooks is better than I thought, or he's having he, a better year than I thought he'd have.
2: They're using him smartly. Yeah. We talked about, so yeah, getting get, get on those, you know, end arounds, those, just get the ball in his hands quickly and let him run. That's how you use Cooks. I mean, that's not really a Watkins type of player. So they have a different dynamic compared to Woods and Cup now. So they're going to, they're going to have a little
1: niche thing for him and it's, and it's obviously paying off for them. hmm all right, um, yeah, the Rams are okay. I mean, ho hum, thirty-five points. Yeah. Do, do you think so? I, I asked this question on Twitter yesterday. If it's a, if we get a Rams-Chiefs Super Bowl, what's well, the over/under? Well, they're playing in Mexico City this year, I believe. So oh, <laughs> we will get to find awesome. out. <laughs> that is so awesome. I, I believe so. That's what they said on an NFL Network. I believe it's I, yeah. Could you I'm get? I ahead. wonder what the highest. I'd have to look that up. What the highest NFL over/under ever is? It's it's gotta be. It's gotta break sixty, right? Oh, the over under, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's gotta be high fifties,
2: I think. Uh, yeah, November nineteenth on Monday Night Football. So that's a good one. Just, yeah. I can't wait to watch that. That's gonna be nice. Um, you know, they're gonna they they can do some fun graphic things with that game, <laughs> and then and then the high altitude that could be making things a little interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's, so that it is week eleven.
1: Is going to be that match? That's so, awesome. That's that's already circle my, that one. That's my favorite game of the year already. Circle that in your calendars, folks. No doubt. The Rams have the defense edge though. So, all right. Yeah, that's true. Right. Okay. Next up here, we are going to, oh boy, what a leg! We're going from this good offensive fantasy game to Dallas Seattle. <laughs> um, Ezekiel Elliott. What was Ezekiel Elliott beating himself up for yesterday? Uh, fumble late in the game. I know, but he was <laughs> fine. I mean, he can't blame himself for that game. I know he's being yeah. a good teammate and everything, but. Uh,
2: I mean, he, well, he, well, when you try to extend a play, when he should have run out of bounds, right? He ran into, ran into four guys,
1: and one of them stripped him. Uh, all right.
2: I'm not. I'm not bitter about that at all. No. No, yeah,
1: I'm Calvary's sure you're fan, not. Not
2: bitter about that at all. No.
1: Um, they, <laughs> there's there's still no receiver stepping up here.
2: Oh, I kind of like Deontay Thompson. I don't know.
1: I'm, but but you be, no, I no I one's. I know, own- that is your number two. No one's ownable. <laughs> no one's <laughs> fantasy ownable here.
2: Beasley, PPR, Beasley.
1: But even still, I mean, you say, I, I, I like Beasley, and I thought he was going to be the answer. And after the first week, of the, and it's just, you know, I mean, the, the ceiling is six for 70.
2: Uh, yes, all right, double digits of PPR is still but worth that's owning. A, that's a ceiling, not a floor, though. Fourth or fifth receiver, I'm not saying you start no. him. You own him. Right. I don't
1: know. <laughs> you have a share of him. I don't for want by,
2: For bi-weeks, that's going to start helping a little more.
1: Maybe, but then he does what he did yesterday, and he doesn't help you. <laughs> um, Other side of this one. I, uh, can you cut Rashad Penny right now? I think I'm ready. I mean, I, it's time. In the shallower leagues, I think you can. I, I think it's... it's Car- it- Basically, we were talking about Carson and Rashad Penny. Yeah, my internet farted a bit, that's why. So right. Sorry. So, yeah, this. I mean, I, yeah. we can cut Rashad Penny. We're done. Yeah. In, in shallower leagues is what you said. So, I mean, Carson, yeah. 32 carries, Penny, 3. The snap count was something like 50 to 10. It's just... Yeah. It, it's over. Um, Tyler Lockett had a no- solid day. I mean, I guess, you know, it, it's not huge. It's funny, when... When they, when Baldwin went out, he thought, "All right, maybe Lockett's the guy who benefits." I mean, they're not. They mean they ran a ton yesterday. It was the way the game flow worked out, right? You, I'm guessing you watched this one.
2: Yeah, uh, it was it, it was more of a you know ball control thing because you know they were basically up most of the second half, and Dallas was trying to come back, and you know m- maybe that's why, um, maybe that's why you keep Penny because maybe some game flow will work out some other weeks, but. No, I mean Lock, Lockett's, Of course, would be the guy that to benefit. I mean, even the the route trees would be a little bit different for him now. Uh, you There, John. Yes. Okay. Good. So. All right. Hey, not not with, I mean you know maybe Brady, Brady Marshall, Jerron Brown scored the touchdown. Right. So it's you're not you know Jeron Brown's not involved enough to really
1: care in most
2: right. leagues. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. Uh, Bears, Cardinals. Not a lot of fantasy stuff to like here. I mean, David Johnson got a touchdown at least. so That's okay. Hey, uh, it was a passing
2: route for a running back who's really good at that. What a sh- what a shocker. It was a big a huge
1: <laughs> So, it's the the Josh Rosen era we think is underway. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. So. He came in, he threw a pick, but um that was
2: a rough situation.
1: You yeah. can't really blame him on that one. It's uh <laughs> I mean, they they've got it. You know, they're on three. Bradfords not getting it done. It's just it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. So, that is what it is. Uh, other side of this one. I mean there's nothing to, there's nothing to like here. Taylor Gabriel, ten targets. I don't know where that comes from. But.
2: Uh more of a matchup to avoid uh Peterson, probably. Yeah. Um, and just kind of Trubisky being Trubisky and really being conservative.
1: Being, a- uh, being Alex Smith. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. He, he is. I, I like that comp more and more every day. Yeah. I, but beyond the scripted place to start a game, it's it's
2: looking rough out there. Right. Um luckily luckily Howard and Cohen did their thing. That was a, that was a good like, I'm like I was yelling at red zone, you know, run the ball. You got this if you run the ball. And then they did and it
1: worked out. So Right. Yeah. Um, let's see. Otherwise in this Fitz, Fitz, Fitz was banged up. Fitz yeah. was banged up, but he didn't do much. I mean, so yeah. it's understandable. You don't want to beat him up for that one. Uh, the night game. Hey now, Matt Patricia. Ooh. How about that? That's impressive. Were, speaking of running games. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> gosh, the Lions. The Lions had a guy run for over a hundred yards.
2: He looked wow. pretty good,
1: carry on too. He looked he looked nice. Um
2: uh, Patriots might be another good front to run against, though. So, you know, we'll see about that. Uh,
1: but, you know, Johnson, I think there's excitement there now. And not just Theo Riddick anymore on the passing. So, Right. Yeah. So now I just want to check this see if we got the snap count here on these guys. All right. So Johnson, 32. Yep. Yeah. Blunt, 26. Not surprising. Keeping away from Brady. You know? Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was... Karrion Johnson had the big production, but they're running both of these guys when they can still right. so as even though they must be thrilled with carry on johnson mm-hmm. let's not pretend okay now he's just going to take it and blunt's going to sit on the bench because it's probably not going to happen that way still a basically like a strong flex to me carry mm-hmm. on you talked about the the three wide sets the line. they I mean, yep. used all three wides they threw to him fairly evenly uh galladay and jones got the touchdowns Uh i like I, i'm such a galladay fan i like him so much
2: well, physically
1: he's just you know he's a he's a marvel. You know was was a Babytron the, the nickname for him. It,
2: right. it really fits. Um, yeah, it, it, I, and but Marvin Jones is still a very useful player.
1: Yeah, uh, that's all I'm going to say. Agreed. I think he, he gets a bit of a bad rap in this setup. He's just so volatile fantasy wise, though. Absolutely. I will not. I will not argue that. Yep. Um, um, so they use some, Michelle. I mean, the, I actually asked last week. I don't know if you and I talked about it. Um, Might have been Jake and me about cutting Burkhead. It's time to. I mean. You're good to cut Burkett, I think.
2: I think so, especially with Michelle back. Even though Michelle looked
1: just okay, yeah.
2: Uh, you know, it's going to be James White most of the time now, right? So the one that was actually to keep the role that was fitting him and that fits Brady well. So
1: yeah, otherwise, yeah, Brady didn't do much for you. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, but they're going to go week. Uh, so Edelman in two weeks, but Gordon. Prob. You would think Gordon plays next week. I think after what we saw
2: last night, he has
1: to. Just yeah. ha- just send him deep right that's all you you gotta do exactly open up things all right i gave that's it we don't need to talk about that there wasn't much going on in that game but patricia got the pats i please everybody don't panic about the pats well every
2: last year same thing happened right i mean in the years in the past too they're just they start slow
1: right and then
2: now they have reinforcements coming so yeah they'll be fine
1: don't worry about brady he'll be
2: he'll be good uh what else you got going on um, hoping to do a video this week at some point, like you know, maybe because because bye week's coming up, you figure it's a good time to check in on Facebook or something like that. Uh, you know, still um, still got some mortal wire editing to do. Um, so, you know, weekly ed- weekly NFL editing, weekly baseball editing, that sort of thing. A lot of camera stuff for me this year,
1: so. But happy to be on the podcast back with you. So that's always fun. I agree. So. This is fun. All right, yeah. everybody. Listeners to this podcast and get a free 10 day Rotowire trial at rotawire.com slash pod. No credit card needed for that. So you can check out almost all the features on the site. Take a look now, Rotowire.com. slash pod. Uh, leave us reviews and ratings, like we ask every day. Please do so; we love it when you do that, and we thank you for the ones that you've left already. Thanks for listening to this edition of the RotoWire Fantasy Football Podcast, sponsored by Fanball. We'll be back on Tuesday. Jake Latarski and me will be talking about what free agents to pick up before Week Four, so you're going to want to come on back and listen. As Jake likes to say, it's the most important podcast you listen to all week. No offense, Tim. That's what Jake. That's Jake's work; it's not mine. <laughs>
2: hey, Jake's. A, I, I'm you know lower on the Roto-Wire R- 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 totem pole and, and veteran status than Jake, so you know what? I'll, I'll tip my cap to him on this one. <laughs>
1: Plus, plus, he watches a lot of MMA, so it's like you got to be, you know, you, you would think he could fight you and stuff.
2: I haven't learned my dragon chokehold in a while, so, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get
1: to him on that one. You got the wrestling podcast, he's got MMA,
2: <laughs> you guys are just, you know. I,
1: think it, I don't think a stone-cold stunner would work as well as some of the, the MMA Jake's, moves Jake's would probably put on, so it's fine. <laughs> all right, folks, thanks again for listening. For Tim Heaney, I'm John Halpin. See you next time.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about.